Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Boston Bruins rolling into town tomorrow. The Oilers on a CBA-mandated off day after wrapping up what ultimately really was a seven-game road trip. Three on the road, one home for two days, back on the road for three more. Uh, Back-to-back victories against Dallas on Saturday and yesterday in Arizona. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. You're going to hear a lot from Brendan Escott on today's show. Our technical producer is Kellen Kennedy. Oilers coming off a uh, pair of wins. How that happened, we'll get to it fairly quickly in today's edition of Oilers Now. We will tell you, former NHL player, general manager, the man that started Octagon's player agency for Wow Factor desserts Brian Lawton at 535. For Montario Holmes from the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown. And you're going to want us hang around on today's show, 635. He's the author of the book Painkiller. Former NHLer, tough guy Brent Myers, the only man ever to be kicked out of the NHL not once, but twice for substance abuse. Uh, as uh, a former L.A. Kings employee, was the first guy like that in the National Hockey League. And who knows, he might be resurfacing with the league shortly here. Uh, but uh, Brent's got quite the story uh, to tell uh, about the uh, unique challenges of substance abuse, how brutal it was at times. Uh, we even had our own little uh, meeting one night a number of years ago, back in about February of 2003. So... Uh, uh, we we ended up meeting at the uh, at the Max by my place uh, back in the day, and I know that Brent has referenced that before as oh, well. So uh, we'll uh, get to that in the back hour of the show. Uh, we will tell you that you can reach us at any time on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Seize the pay, February 29th, with the bonus day, bonus pay, cash giveaway, Four years in the making. See guest services for details. You must be 18 plus. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're at Twitter. Your X or whatever they want to call it these days, uh, the show Twitter account. Brendan, it's got like, what, 40,000 plus followers now for Adelitters now? We're creeping up on 42,000. 42,000, not bad. Uh, I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's available on his personal Twitter account at Brendan with two E's, S. Scott with two T's. Let's get to our top story. Today's top story is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. 
Despite uh, having their seventh consecutive game since returning from the All-Star break where they've given up three or more goals, the Edmonton Oilers rallied third period deficit and are out to a 6-3 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. Sometimes it's all about perspective, and I can illustrate that point. With the loss, the Coyotes dropped to 0-9-1 in their last 10 games. That's nine losses in their last 10 games. Chris Knobloch's record as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers is 30-9. and Brandon, that kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Because we've been there before. I know Jack Michaels and myself have discussed that the team's had two, not one, but two stretches during the, the time in which we've worked together in which the Oilers have only won one out of 21 games. But the Oilers are 30-9. and They've got the best record in the NHL since they made the coaching change back on November the 13th. The Coyotes, who are off to a relatively decent start this year, 0-9-1 in their last 10. Yeah, I mean, it kind of felt at the beginning of this season like Edmonton had lost one or, tw- sorry, 20 of 21. It kind of felt like that. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it's and things pile up quickly in this league. Wins do, obviously, as quickly as losses do. And the Coyotes, unfortunately, are back down to earth relative to how they started off the season when it looked like they might actually be wildcard contenders. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition right now. Instead, a couple of their trade deadline players may be Jason Zucker and Matthew Dumba. They're going to have to make some money move uh, for Zucker because I would think that he would be like a D or E or F target. Maybe Dumba uh, a C target on the defense. Let's do this. Uh, We're going to talk about another team that's had a remarkable turnaround and they're here this week. And it's not the turnaround many people were hoping for. And they are the team to watch at the NHL trade deadline. So that's a tease. We'll get to that at about 525. But in the meantime and in between time, a famous voice from that said city, Ed Whalen, used to say, let's go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. The Oilers Now Audio Vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. So the Oilers, here we go. That's, uh, you know what, we should have had that communicated out. Let's get to the Oilers. Cam Moon on the call yesterday. Oilers in Arizona. Last game of the road trip for the Oilers. They take on the Arizona Coyotes. Across to Drysaddle, right wing corner to McDavid to Drysaddle. Scores! Short side roofs it to power play goal. It's one nothing Edmonton. 27th goal of the year for Drysdale. Bukestad in over the line with Michelli. Shoots, scores. Nick Bukestad off the crossbar and in on a two on one, and he has tied this game at one. Up against the right wing board, McBain in there for the Coyotes. Got it to the blue line. Darren A over to Kulak. He'll shoot, scores. Let it go. Yanmark was in front of the net. Looked like it went off him. And the Oilers are up 2-1. to one. Well, it'll be Yanmark's second goal of the season, but great work from this Oilers' third line. Very good on the forecheck. Uh, these guys like to run and gun, so I think as long as they stay pretty tight defensively, we should be good. Now Dursey, left side to Gunther. Give it to Schmaltz on the right wing to Keller. His shot scores. He went back and forth with Schmaltz and then one-timered it off the right wing. And Clayton Keller has tied this game at two. Bukestad comes in on the right wing, shoots, scores! Bukestad down the right side. Gets it by Skinner, it's a 3-2 Coyotes lead. McLeod to the blue line to Eckholm. Penalty coming up to Arizona. 
Across on the right for Bouchard. Get a shot. Left wing to Kane. He'll shoot. Oh, scores! Evander Kane off the left side. What a shot. And the Oilers have tied the game at three. Bouchard over to Ekholm. He'll shoot. Scores! Tipped in front of the net by Zach Hyman. That thing was going wide until Hyman tipped it. And the Oilers have a 4-3 lead. To dry saddle. He's up the right side. Goes to the right wing corner. Into the slot. McLeod. He'll shoot. Scores! Ryan McLeod snaps it home from the slot. And the Oilers are up 5-3. They said maybe Kane deflected the puck. Okay. I don't think Kane got a piece of it. It's possible. It's possible. He was was in front of the net. So it might be right now it's Kane's goal. So second of the period. 21st of the season from McLeod and Dreisaitl. Right wing to Dreisaitl. He'll get it out to McDavid. Right wing Fogel. Empty net. Scores! Warren Fogel with the empty net goal to make it 6-3 Edmonton. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, there you have it. Uh, the Oilers uh, rally, and uh, Brendan, I know uh, during the second intermission, I was on with Gene, and I mentioned just get some shots. I mean, they were playing a rookie goaltender, Matthew Villalta. They had a total of 14 shots through the first two periods, and I thought they needed to get to 30. They ultimately got to 26, but specific on uh, when I said get the shot, when Kane had that opportunity in the high slit, look, I could see from our broadcast angle, we were basically... 20 to 24 feet above the ice, right over center ice, unimpeded, unbelievable, like best broadcast. It's not an NHL arena. Let's establish that right now. It seats for NHL games 4,300. My conservative estimate yesterday is there was 36 to 3,700 Oilers fans at that game. So 80% of the fans were there. It came it certainly looked like that on TV. Didn't oh, it? absolutely, it did. He, there was no cheering for the Coyotes. It was all Oilers. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, you could literally see through the screen opportunity on the Kane shot from our broadcast. I'm just like, just shoot it, and he, I could see that Vol- Volalto's not ready. I mean, the guy he, he had issues tracking the puck the entire game. Edmonton did enough to win. They played a team that they could come back on that's not playing with a lot of confidence. Here's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch on Edmonton's third period. Yeah, we came out ready to play in the third period. Um, you can tell that you're playing a, a young, fragile team, obviously, on a, winning, or on a losing streak and feeling very tight. And, and I think with our group, we just took advantage of it. And, um, you know, I thought our we level of urgency was a little bit higher in the third period, and it paid off. 
You know why I'm laughing right now? You can hear the plane taking off? That's because that interview was done outside. Why? Is the rink so small yes. they had to do that availability Yes, so outside? the dressing room is separate from the arena, <laughs> and then they have these wonderful curtains. And you think the least they could do is dress it up and, and have, like, black or red curtains or something over top of enveloping uh, the walkway? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's like that sort of see-through plastic stuff. You know the stuff that all the beatniks don't want anybody using because it's going to kill a whale somewhere? It's like, it's like that kind of stuff. <laughs> So, uh, I'm just having fun. I used to plant trees with all those beatniks. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's outside, man. It's uh, it, it's. I would say the arena's enough. From a broadcaster's perspective, it's awesome. The players must be sitting there. Th- like, what do you think the Arizona players are thinking? Like, you got, they have, how about Arizona? They play Nathan McKinnon in Colorado on Saturday. Then they get Connor McDavid and Leon on, on the, or sorry, Sunday they played Colorado. Monday they play the Oilers. Now they have the Leafs coming. So the two teams where they get no fans of their own because it's all visiting fans back-to-back, what do you think those young Arizona players are thinking? Well, obviously, the environment was a factor, I think, in the in the third period of that game. Right? Yeah. Like, it was rowdy there in Edmonton's favor, and if you're a young guy like their goaltender was, for example, you yeah. can't tell me that's not uh, caving the walls in a little bit. One of the things that Chris Knobloch did in the third period is he broke up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and the truth be known... They played awesome against Dallas. McDavid, Drysaddle, and Corey Perry won the head-to-head battle against Rope Hintz, uh, Robertson, and Joe Pavelski. Like, they drilled those guys five-on-five. But guess what? They are on for a couple goals against in the uh, game against Arizona through two periods. All you needed to know is how well it went for the Oilers in the third period is McDavid and Drysaddle were both minus two through the first two periods, and they ended up plus in the game. That tells you a little right there. Uh, Chris Knobloch had this to say on uh, his thoughts on theory on line shuffling. Usually you're thinking about what's worked in the past and who's playing well at that moment. And and it's good for the coach to be prepared, but also it's not a good sign if the coach is too prepared and has a backup lineup and you want to, um, you know, I don't want to get in the habit of changing things up, but I think the way after the second period, we got outplayed in the second period. We're slow to pox. They really carried the play in the second period. And um, we just needed a little something to change things up. You know, come to think of it, I can't tell if that's an actual plane or whether or not that's a guy driving about 130 kilometers an hour down the highway, which is right next to the arena. You know what it reminds me of is the background noise of the waste management open when yeah. they've got the, the that surrounding the golfers. So. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, Ryan McLeod uh, ended up finishing the game playing with uh, Evander Kane and Leon Dreisettle. Here's Chris Knobloch. It's great. It's always so fun playing with those two. Um, you know, they're so big and strong and they get you to fucking great areas. So just trying to use my speed and get open and, uh, you know, lucky to get a couple. That would be Ryan McLeod. Could I play the Knobloch clip? Sure, now? go ahead. It's All up right. to you. <laughs> well, Ryan's played so well with um, Leon, um, you know, through the month of January, being on the left side and before it was Fogel. Um, but I think a lot of it is not only having the confidence in making plays, but also having the speed to break up plays and get in on the forward check to recover the puck and does a lot of those little things really well. And, um, you know, it paid off uh, tonight. All right. Evander Kane had this to say in the line shuffling for the third period. Obviously, the first two periods, there wasn't a ton of offense created. Uh, you know, we had the one goal uh, on the power play there, and then just the one even strength goal. And, you know, we've both of the, the line switch-ups, uh, we've 
both units have played together uh, for long stretches during the season, so it was uh, nothing really new for us, but uh, obviously gave us a bit of a spark and, and paid off. And uh, final comment of the Oilers now Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Work, where here is Ryan McLeod commenting on the uh, boisterous Oilers fans at Mullet Arena. Yeah, it was great. It was actually uh, super rowdy in here. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fans in the hallways yelling, so it was a great experience. My first one, so it was, uh, it was, it was really fun. There you go. And, and it was a fun experience, but they need a new arena. Or they need to be in Salt Lake, one of the two. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. And we're going to s- discuss the Calgary Flames. What the hell happened? This is Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you on Oilers Now. Uh, we'll get to NHL today in about two and a half minutes. Brendan, uh, Elliot's coming on the show tomorrow for Abe's Door Service. Frank Saravalli was on yesterday. Everybody's saying the same thing. Everyone's waiting for the Calgary Flames. It's all about the Calgary Flames right now on the NHL trade deadline. It's I got to tell you, when you think about it, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, like I wanted the Oilers to play the Flames two years ago in the playoffs. And I had guys say to me, oh, what happens if the Oilers lose? I go, what are you talking about? Let's go play them. they got a good team. They're going to be the favorite, but Edmonton can win the series. And the Oilers did in five. It's kind of crazy. Okay? First, uh, Goodrow won't re-sign there. Then they have to sign uh, trade Kachuk. They've subsequently traded Lindholm. So they had the best line in the National Hockey League the entire 21-22 season. They're all gone. Okay? Now it's Tanev's going. Is Hannafin going? Now we're hearing rumblings they might be trading Rasmus Anderson. Is it sad or is it enjoyable? That's the te- what I want to have people text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. You know, it's the Battle of Alberta, which means it needs to be a battle. Not the you-know-what kicking of Alberta. No, once in a while it's okay if that happens. So you tell me. Text me on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Like, we're all waiting for the Flames here. Maybe Markstrom goes. Who knows? Is this, a, is this a bad thing for the Battle of Alberta that Calgary might have to be rebuilding, or is it somewhat deep in your second pro-Oilers mind a little bit enjoyable? You tell me. You're up, Brennan. No, I, I don't find any enjoyment in this. I, I'm pro-Canadian team. If, if it had to be Toronto to break the spell of, of you know, three decades worth of no Canadian What are you talking about? Right? Let's not go too far. Not, I, not Toronto, I'm just man. saying. I'm just saying. I know it's ABT. Uh, but realistically, like, if you want to know, Calgary just doesn't have the leadership, right? I, I think that Kachuk and Sutter were two guys that were really driving things from a leadership perspective, and they, they lost them both. And and they have not been able to pick up the pieces with Huberdo and Kadri, and this is where they're at. Daryl Sutter, I don't care what anybody says, the guy's a hell of a coach. Guy won two Stanley Cups, he's a good coach. I don't agree with everything that the Sutter's, you know. I'll, I'll say this, Brendan, and I mean this in all sincerity. If you and me had grown up best friends with the Sutter's kids and been adopted with those kids, we're playing in the NHL, Okay. Because every one of them played. Like, you know, like they would have found a way. It's sort of like Ken Danico when he talks about with Mark Messier and growing up with the Messier family. They got him to the NHL. Those guys are tough. They are hard. And that is part of the journey. That, and I know not a lot of parents want to hear that today anymore. Oh, but the reality is, the, you're right. They're not the same. It's crazy. Think of, they were the favorite two years ago. The favorite. So, again, I want to hear from you. Are you 
part of you happy that this has happened to Calgary, or is it a little bit sad given that maybe we got robbed more battles of Alberta? Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan. Okay, uh, we got an announcement teasing a potential new arena in Ottawa. Well, psych, they've got a lacrosse team coming to town. The uh, New York Riptide will be uh, sharing the Canadian Tire Center, I guess it sounds like. Uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman uh, did uphold Morgan Riley's uh, five-game suspension this afternoon. Detroit signed Michael Rasmussen to a four-year extension. It's worth $3.2 million per year. Chicago placing Zach Sanford back on waivers. Baker Field hosts San Diego tonight. Oil Kings uh, edged 9-7 by Medicine Hat on home ice yesterday. You think seven goals would be enough to get it done. Uh, Joe Aginla did have a pair of those goals. He's uh, That's two and three on the year for him. Of course, his rookie go-around after being a first round in the Bantam draft last year. Edmonton hosts Calgary tomorrow night and the Golden Bears will visit the UBC Thunderbirds in Canada West semifinal action this weekend. Alrighty, there you have it. That's NHL Today for Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite. It is 529 in Edmonton, and we're going off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilmer.